For those of you who joined us last week for Easter, you may have noticed that our scripture reading is the same. Last week I said that you were joining us because of a distance, being away from the church and each other, and also because of an absence. And I wanted to circle back to this text and to this dichotomy of absence-presence. Two opposites, absence and presence. And yet, they are strangely held together by faith. By now, you are probably more familiar with this story. The women went to the tomb early on the first day of the week, just after the sun had risen, expecting to find the tomb all shut up, they were surprised when it was actually open and going inside. They found a man sitting there on the right side, dressed in white. And he said to them, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is, he is not here. He's risen. And please go and tell his disciples and Peter that he's gone ahead of them to Galilee, just as he said. And so they left quickly with fear and amazement. And that's how the story ends. That's it. Mark stops right there. In this earliest gospel account, for Mark was the first gospel to be written, there is no resurrection appearance. The tomb is empty, and that's enough. Now, in John's Gospel, there are multiple resurrection appearances. Jesus comes to them when they're in the house with the windows and doors all shut. And he comes and stands among them. But Thomas wasn't there for that appearance. And so later, when they were all together, Thomas said, Unless I see the, the holes in his hands and in his side, I will not believe. And so a week later, they're all together, and Jesus comes. And he tells, he tells Thomas to put his hands in the places where the marks of his hands are and, and in his side. And Thomas, upon doing so, says, My Lord and my God. And Jesus asks, Have you believed because you have seen? Blessed are those who who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The church is empty. And the church was empty last week for Easter. And the tomb was empty. But our faith need not be empty because we know an absence presence. When you have been suffering or hurting within or facing one of your darkest hours, who has been the most helpful to you? Was it someone who tried to fix all your problems or give you advice and give you all the answers? Or was it someone who came to simply be with you, to offer their support and their love, to offer their presence 
to simply be with you. I think of the frontline workers. I can't get them out of my mind. Seeing them there with patients who are facing death or actually dying, and they're offering a presence because of the absence of family members. They offer their compassion and their support and their love. And I want you to think of people who have been close to you, friends and family, people who have been a part of your daily life but are no longer part of that daily life anymore. Perhaps they've moved away. Perhaps it's a loved one who died. But think of them. And as you do, you will realize that there is presence and absence because they are still very much a part of you. In the first congregation that I served when I began in ministry, there was a mature, gracious, lovely woman in her 80s. And she was a buoyant person of faith. Her name was Edith Mossman. And whenever Edith walked into a room, it was said of her, it was as if someone lit another candle. I think of others in my life, as you're thinking of people in your life who have been important but are no longer with you. I think of clergy friends that I've known over the years who have gone on to the larger life that God has prepared for us. And they were such great examples of the faith and of what it meant to be present with others and to share God's love, to embody, actually, God's love for others. Those people are still very close to me, even though they're absent. And I can still see the light of the candle of Edith Mossman. I can still see the light of those clergy friends who continue to encourage and inspire me even now. You see, we rub off on each other. We make a difference for each other. And our presence lingers with one another. A father lost his son to the coronavirus. He was alone and isolated. And in that isolation, in the day following, that father's pastor called him to see how he was doing and to offer his support. But in his grief and anger, the father asked, where was God when my, when my son died? He was all alone. And after a brief moment, the minister said, God 
was where he was when his own son died. You see, in Jesus, we experience something of absence presence. We will not see him physically. But because we have the stories, because we have Christ's teachings and the parables, his, his life, his ministry, his death and his resurrection, we by faith can see. That is absence present. Jesus is more real to me now than he was when I began in ministry because I have seen, without actually seeing his physical body, I have seen him present in the lives of others. I have seen him present in our congregation with people who are suffering, with people who are struggling, with people who are rejoicing. I have seen Christ in our midst. And friends, it is real. It is real. And I want to close with these words of Jesus as recorded at the end of Matthew's Gospel when he said, Lo, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen.